Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I was really super excited about today's podcast episode with Renee Bauer because not only she is a divorce attorney, she's also published author, but she is such a powerhouse and such an inspiration for so many women. I was confessing to her that I was stacking her Instagram because her energy and her mindset just super aligns with my. So thank you so much for being being here today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this chat. Me too. And like we were talking a little bit um, before I hit the record button, it's what you're doing. It's so needed and not just supporting women through the divorce, but supporting them through life and what to do after. So I'm really excited to dive into that topic. And we both mentioned we are like both divorced. So um, we're on the same boat, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, before we go into that, Renan, I for a moment would love to take you somewhere special. That's why I ask you, what is your favorite place in the world? So if you're open to it, I would really ask you to close your eyes just for a moment, taking a deep breath, relaxing your shoulders, feeling the release, the relief in your body, feeling your body relaxing. And as you are taking another deep breath in, you can smell the summer in Paris, the fresh baked croissants and the coffee from a close by grocery bakery store, the people passing by you in the park that you are sitting, everything is blooming, everything is filled with life and life. And you're looking in this beautiful, huge fountain and you're feeling mesmerized. You're so present. You're holding on your favorite drink. You're looking into the water and you're filled with so much gratitude and presence. And as you're sitting there, breathing in the fresh air, and feeling the sparkles of the water on your face just a little bit. You see a little girl running around and playing with a ball. And as she's running around, the ball touches you and you're giving it back to her and she runs to you, grabs her ball, and she asks you, 
Who are you? What would you love this little girl to know? Not what do you do, but who you really are. Hmm. Oh boy. I would say that I am a peacemaker and a cheer cheerleader of all women. Wow, that's so beautiful. And wouldn't it be so beautiful if when we were growing up, we could hear this, we could hear that there is someone who really gets our back, somebody who is there for us and cheering on our success and on our growth and rising with us. Such a beautiful mission, Rene. So you can gently open your eyes. Ooh, that was the best part of my day. <laughs> Thank you so much. You have no idea how much I needed that. <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you so much. It really means a world to me. You know, this came, this came up for me just like once. And then I started to um, do every single of my episodes. Every single of my episodes is different. I'm taking people to different places. The meditation, it's a little bit different. But I know, I know how challenging can be our days, especially when we come here as the way showers and world changers sometimes mm. is just all in our shoulders. And it's not easy sometimes to give ourselves permission to breathe, to relax, right. to be present and how quickly and effective that is, right? Just having yeah. someone to guide you. So I love that. I, I'm really feeling like so blessed to be like the happy part of your day. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh all right, I'm ready now. <laughs> right? And it's so beautiful because instead of being like, oh, next thing on my agenda to do, now you're fully present mm -hmm. and relaxed into, wow, now I really tapped back into my purpose. Now I tapped into the possibilities. Plus visualizations are always fun and mm. not always we make time for them. So I, you couldn't travel right now, but I took you back to the Paris mm -hmm. and I bet you could smell the croissants and the bakery mm -hmm. and the water. And it's so beautiful. And it, it takes really a very little to be right. there. And, you know, especially for us women, we are so serving and nurturing and, uh, you know, it's, it's so fascinating when sometimes we need that like permission slip from others, from outside, right? right? So I would love to hear a little bit more about what led you on this journey, because being like a divorce attorney or lawyer, I'm like, oh my goodness, that must be heavy energy sometimes, you yeah. know, when things and relationships are breaking apart. And like I mentioned, you know, few of my clients are divorced and I know they're still finding their way. Who am I after all of this closed? So what led you on this journey to want to do exactly this? I didn't want to do exactly this. Um, it sort of fell into my lap. Honestly, when I, when I got out of law school, I practiced at a firm for a little bit that just was an awful fit. And then I ended up working at a small firm and all of their family cases were shifted to me. And I found it was such an opportunity to help someone and really lift them up. So it goes so much further than just the law. 
and so much further than anything that anyone teaches you in law school and by the books. And it really is almost like a social work slash coach life coaching. Um, and, and, um, you're helping someone to really take this, this mindset where they're in right now and they're stuck and they have shame and they don't know what the, what the outcome looks like and to be able to help them start thinking about things in a different way and that their divorce isn't a failure. It's just a, they're redefining their life. And what do you want to do with that? What do you want it to look like? What do you want your relationships to look like moving forward? So it actually can be something really beautiful if they allow themselves to look at it like that. But so often people are really just stuck in the kind of the ickiness and the muck of going through the process. So for me, this work fits with who I am. Um, and I am not I'm sort of conflict adverse just by nature and I'm a mediator by nature. And like I had said in our visualization, I'm a peacemaker by nature and really helping people make peace with themselves mm. in that this, that this thing, this thing called the divorce that's happening to them is not the defining moment of their life. It's just a small little blip that they'll, will be part of their story. And now they have another chapter. Um, so that was really why I really was attracted to this work and why it's all I do now exclusively from just being a divorce lawyer and now a divorce coach and um, creating a course to help all women really um, empower themselves to feel like they have complete control over their future and not a victim of it. Mm, that's so powerful. And there are so many things that it was just like a light bulbs in my mind, you know, so many, like, like you mentioned, you know, the, the divorce isn't a failure. However, how do you shift your mindset into, I am not my divorce. I am not this failed relationship. I'm not that. How? Because the thing is, when you look at it from the outside as the lawyer or as the coach, you can see it clearly. But when you're in it, it's so challenging. When you're in it filled with emotions, how can you really step back and see that divorce, it's not who you are or that you did not fail? That is a great question. And it has everything to do with the questions you're asking. Mm -hmm. So I came up with this framework called the freedom framework, and it's, it challenges people to start asking different questions. So when someone comes to see me, it's so easy to tell whether they're going to just kind of get through their divorce or whether they're going to thrive out of the other, out the other side, just by the questions they're asking. So the person who really gets stuck in it are asking, how am I going to be able to pay my bills? What, how am I going to survive without seeing my child every other weekend? How am I going to afford the house? How am I going to cut the lawn if I keep the house? And so the problem is they're looking for external answers and that might be from their ex-spouse. They're looking for answers from their lawyer. They're looking for someone to really tell them what to do and to fix the problem compared to the other person who is saying, what can I do? What can I do so I can afford my house? What can I do so uh, during the time when I don't have my child? What can I do to take care of the house? And so the difference is it, it, it's an internal question. They're looking to themselves to say, okay, how can I solve this problem? I'm not looking for someone else to solve it, but how can I solve it? And sometimes that means you have to sell the house because you can't afford it. Or 
um, you have to call someone to cut the lawn or, but they're able to make those decisions and shift how, who they're looking to. And so, you know, the people who get really angry and they get mad at their lawyers and mad at their exes because those people aren't giving them the answers that they want. Mm. And the people who are finding their own answers, those are the ones who are going to come out of their divorce and say, okay, I've got this. Here's my new space. I'm going to make it look like I want. I'm going to set boundaries. And this is, you know, I'm in control of this. And so it's all about the questions um, that they're asking. So powerful. And I'm here like with my head nodding. It's so powerful because when you think about it, this doesn't apply just to the divorce, right? It's like start asking better questions and you will be getting a better answers. I always tell my clients, do you really, really want to get an answer for this question? Mm -hmm. Because they might be asking, why are men always cheating? Why I'm always broke? Why I cannot lose the weight? Do you really want to answer to that? Or- Do you want to really check in with yourself and ask yourself, what would it be like if I have fun and loving and loyal partner? What would it be like if I'm feeling really healthy and vibrant? Like you said, really shifting the quality of Mm -hmm. your questions. It's going to determine every other single step to bring the woo-woo in. It's like your energy, it's going to attract everything that it's the next. And if you don't change your questions, your next husband, your next boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, mm-hmm. is going to be the same, just different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm super curious. I'm so enjoying this. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Where were I'm you? Just, like, I'm just know? over here eating my croissant and sipping my oh. coffee next to the water fountain <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> if you want to be interviewed with your closed eyes, it's all good. You know, now I'm smelling the cross and I'm starting the <laughs> tomorrow, so I should get it today. <laughs> so beautiful. But, you know, like I'm really, really curious, you know, some of my clients, they're not like um, recently divorced. It's not recent, but they have a kids with their ex-spouses and sometimes there are like a huge triggers of what their ex-spouses say, what their ex-spouses do. Um, you know, sometimes it's as simple as getting a text message and it's like, Ooh, you know, okay. So I want your help with this. Yes. How can women, because you know, when you divorce and you don't have babies, it's usually much easier. Like we're done by and, and, right. and, and you keep moving. But if there are kids, there is like this, let's say forever, this bond, right? So what can women do to really heal that that wounded part of them and how they can release the triggers from yeah. the excess? Oh, this is such a great question. And this is like one of my favorite topics ever because I love talking about co-parenting um, because it is such a heated topic. And I usually get a lot of pushback because it's, when I give answers, it's like, but, but my ex is a jerk. I'm like, but this all still applies. So you don't have to show up to every fight you're invited to. Mm. So just because your ex is starting to pick a fight or says something that triggers you, you can put your phone down, put it upside down and say, I will respond to this when I'm not having a reaction from it. I can respond to it tomorrow if it's late, or I can just respond to it in a couple hours. And I don't have to respond in kind. 
I don't have to respond at all. If it doesn't apply to your kids, you don't even have to. It doesn't warrant a response. But if it does uh, require you to respond because it has something to do with your children, then you keep it businesslike. You talk to your ex like you would your boss. And so you're not going to give them an emoji of your middle finger. You're not going to type back in all caps. You're going to keep it very businesslike. And so what happens here after time in with habit of not reacting to them, because that's what they're looking for, you're almost going to start to create a habit. They're going to stop doing that because it's not fun for them. They're not, they know they're not triggering you because you're never responding that way. And so over time, you will start to almost mold them into a better co-parent or better communicator um, just by not giving them exactly what they're looking for. It's going to take restraint. And this is where someone's like, yes, but my ex, I don't want him to have the last word. Why, why does it matter? Like no one wins this argument. If you have the last text, you didn't win it. So you're better off just not responding and letting that person take your energy from you. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to refer people to the book, The Four Agreements, because I think that, yeah, right? Because I live by them. I, like, I want to give a copy to all of my clients because it's like, read this. It's short. It's, you know, you can read it probably in a couple hours, but it really teaches you like how to communicate um, and, and how to not let someone shift your energy and, and how you don't have to show up to all of those things. And it makes a world of difference. And you, again, it's all mindset. You have to get out of your head that this, that they're getting the last word or that they're winning the argument or that you just wanted to, you know, refute what they're saying because you have to, um, you don't have to, because once you, you give them a little bit of your energy, you just gave it all away. And now you're going back down this rabbit hole of negativity and resentment and all of those bad feelings that are coming up. Mm, thank you so much. That's so brilliant. You know, it's <laughs> when you think about it, it's so simple, yet it's so brilliant yeah. when you're like emotionally triggered, you know? Yeah. It's like a fire in you. And on one hand, you do want to like validate yourself, but I'm better or I am like, I already grown or I, you know, it's like this, I want to prove you what you lost, right? That's the ego in the middle. And I also love what you said, Renee, you don't have to reply in kindness. Thank you very much. You know, Mm -hmm. because um, one of my clients, she was sharing with me, you know, that her ex messaged her and she was like, but I'm such a kind person. I'm such a loving person. How he could ever think that I'm not. It's none of your business what he thinks. He's your ex for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Like I said, when we're triggered in the moment, it's so challenging to just like pass and step back. So these yep. tips are so valuable, you know, pause, take a moment, don't reply if you don't have to, or if it's about the kids, you know, like reply at your own time, reply when you're feeling better, reply when you're not reacting right. and reply business-wise, because I love it so much when we are getting triggered, they're feeding of our energy mm-hmm. versus like, I really don't care. Yeah. Why give that away? Like we work so hard, I think, to stay in this positive 
good energy, why give it away to, to someone who doesn't deserve it? Whatever's going on with them, and, and that's their problem, and that's their issue. It's not your problem. Mm. So there's obviously things that they're dealing with if someone's constantly trying to upset you and, mm. and, and instigate, and that's, they're missing something or they're dealing with something at your end. So mm. don't let them you know, don't let them bring you along with that. Love that. And uh, also to stay just a little bit with the co-parenting is what if you see some traits of your ex in your kids? Now, how do you deal with that? (laughs) When they're teenagers, you push them off to them. (laughs) It's it's your problem. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What if there are a little bit like smaller, you know, and you can already start to see like a traits. How would you like uh, respond to that? I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of trait, you know, if it's, if it's, um, they don't like ketchup because he, your ex doesn't like ketchup. I mean, you know, we're, you're not going to worry about that, but if you're talking about something that's a little bit more serious and it's like, Oh, this, um, my child has a temper problem yep. and, um, he is, you know, and he gets that from my ex because I've seen it over the years from my ex, then mm-hmm. maybe you're talking about bringing in some sort of professional help. Maybe you're mm-hmm. talking about therapy with, with, um, the child, depending on the age. Um, you know, so there's always, you you can't fix everything on your own. So when it's something really serious, you're going to want someone who can bring professional help. You know, if, if it's really, really serious and there's something that's um, problematic and not just annoying to you, um, then maybe you're going back to court and dealing with it. If it's something really unhealthy that's Mm -hmm. happening in the other house. Hmm. That's so, yeah. Like you said, if it's just not liking or annoying, you know, then we get to see like, how can we communicate it to, to the kids? So, um, we can let them know, you know, how we are feeling without making them feel wrong. But when it's something like having a temper problems or maybe lying or, you know, things like that, maybe. And I I truly wholeheartedly believe in asking for help. You don't have to figure Mm -hmm. it out. And, you know, so many moms now are struggling with like the homeschooling, you know, because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, and they're feeling Mm -hmm. so bad. I don't have energy now for my work and my kids. And now my ex in the middle, you know, it's Mm -hmm. challenging. So let's tap a little bit into like, how do you discover who you really are after the divorce? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's, it's so challenging to see it. Yeah. So you date yourself. So, you know, the clients who, (laughs) that's why we connected the clients who, um, who, don't do that. The ones who jump quickly into another relationship, um, usually those relationships fail. And usually they end up sort of on this hamster wheel of one bad relationship after another, and they haven't given themselves time and space to heal. And so, you know, those weekends, if you don't have your kids, that's the time to rediscover what brought you joy. Maybe it was something that you haven't done since you were before you were married. Maybe you want to run a marathon and and you want to start training for that. Maybe like I wrote my first book during the weekends when I didn't have my child after my divorce and because I didn't know what to do with my time and I could sit there and cry all day. You know, I did that for a couple of weekends and then it was like, okay, now what? Let's do something productive. And I started writing. Mm 
And, you know, so tap into something that really brought you joy and force yourself to do it. Because I know it's like easy to say, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do something and then it never happens and you're sitting on the couch, but sign up for it, sign up for the class. Um, whatever it is, be proactive so that it's on your calendar and you're going to start doing that. And again, it's all about habit. You start small steps, just little things at a time to really rediscover who you are. And, and being alone is, it can be so, um, it, there's, it, there's such a, like a sense of wonder and discovery from that. And it can be hard sometimes, but it doesn't have to be lonely. It can be, you know, it's like anyone who's ever gone on vacation alone or even dined at a restaurant alone. Like if, if you've never done that, go to a really nice restaurant if you can now, but <laughs> if you're, if restaurants are open and sit there and order some wine and like, just sit there and not, and put, put your phone away. Like just sit there with yourself, mm-hmm. you don't not be distracted. It, you know, it, you start to understand yourself. You start to listen to your own thoughts and not get distracted by just the chatter across the table or what's happening in your Instagram feed. Um, so I, I think that that that's it is just be patient with yourself. Wow. I love this so much. And, and like you said, we are really so aligned. I always tell my clients, you've got to date yourself first because, you know, after I divorced and I was in a long-term committed relationship that I later find out was committed only from my part. Mm. (laughs) Oh um, my God. Walked the same path. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my world. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I decided to really date myself. You know, I took myself and I did like picnics and afternoon Mm -hmm. in the park and reading books. And I started to ask myself because I I liked being in relationship. I knew that I want to in the future next relationship, but I knew I wasn't ready back then, but I started to ask myself, what would I feel like when I'm in relationship? What would I do? What would I wear? Because when you are not, and when you are, it's a little bit different. You Mm -hmm. wash your hair maybe a little bit more often, right? Than once on Christmas. (laughs) You you, you wear nice underwear, you wear a dress, you Mm -hmm. wear a perfume, whatever. So you start to act differently. So I started to do that for myself and to my months later, I attracted the love of my life. And it was because I didn't need it anyone. That's the yes, thing. Yes. One thing and needing it's so mm-hmm. different. So um, I wonder, Renee, uh, what are some of your daily rituals to stay besides visually visualizing Paris? <laughs> what are some of your daily rituals that remind you of who you really are and staying present mm-hmm. to yourself? Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's such a great question. And it's one that, that I even struggle with because I am very much like yourself and I'm, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and my mind is always going and I'm always thinking of the next thing and what can I build and what can I do? So for me, my challenge is always slowing down. Um, moving always feels really good to me. Um, going for a walk feels really good sometimes and just leaving my phone behind. Um, and just, just, just connecting from technology is always like a really good one. Um, before COVID I would go to yoga on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was, it it was just, it it felt so good. And I'm not a, a yogi in the sense that like I can bend over backwards. I used to be at one point, 
and I was like a competitive, you know, like I'm, the, I'm on the mat, like really competing with myself. That's not the way you're supposed to do it. <laughs> so this time around, like I just let myself be. I was, and it didn't matter. And I wasn't competing and I left every session feeling so, so good. Um, so I do have to reconnect to that. Maybe after this, I'll be inspired to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also created creativity for me mm-hmm. always is like, um, it's like yoga to me. So for, for, for me, writing brings me to that place of calm and sort of fills up my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the few things just moving and then not moving and sitting and tapping. Like when I'm writing, I'm completely out of my head and just, I'm in another world and mm-hmm. it's, it's glorious. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I, I personally absolutely love walkings and going around the neighborhood and bringing our doggy now that it's not mm-hmm. 110 degrees here. In yeah. Now we can get out of the house. So it's beautiful. And last thing I would love to ask you, what is the one last thing on your heart that you want women who are divorced mm. to know? You are worthy you are worthy of being loved. You are worthy of a job that you love. You are worthy of being happy and finding joy. And it is so heartbreaking to me to see people stuck because they think they're not worthy. And all of those things are available to anyone who wants them. Mm, thank you so much. It's so beautiful. And, and again, something that I truly believe in, you know, the worthiness and really embodying that. So thank you so much. I know I personally am stalking you on Instagram, but <laughs> any other places that you love hanging out online with people? Um, so Instagram is actually my favorite place. Um, so it, it, my handle's at Ms. Renee Bauer and it, from there, everything else is linked up. It, mm-hmm. it kind of is like a tree branch <laughs> in all of my other stuff. Yep. I love the same thing. So thank you so much, Renee, for not only for today, I really appreciate you and your time. And I hope that when you're falling asleep tonight, you will think about the cafe and the croissant and hearing the the fountain or the waterfall right there. But I also am really thankful for the work you're doing with the women in the world. It's so needed. And I love seeing women who are really turned around the obstacles in their life and now are supporting others. So thank Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. 